0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Strange Shenanigans. Welcome all. This being our first episode, I'd like us to introduce ourselves.
1: You're a lead host now, and into the great unknown, the insufferable optimist, Ashley Mitchell. Ashley, who's contractually obligated, is joined by myself, Stan, the ever-present, unendearing skeptic. (laughs)
0: This is going to be a conversation of all things weird and otherworldly in a world where the new normal is smartphones, influencers twerking on populated suburban sidewalks, and the ever-cringeworthy man bun. Let's get back to the basics of weird.
1: Our first topic is something on everyone's mind. What's the beef between the Department of Justice and balloons? So if you're unaware of the situation, I'm going to lay it out for you right
0: now. Alright.
1: January 28th, a Chinese surveillance balloon crossed over Alaska into North American airspace. February 2nd, the DOD admits tracking the balloon publicly. In turn, the balloon drastically changes speed and direction. Now, a cute little communist balloon floating around doesn't sound like a big deal. That is, until you actually examine the truth of the event, even remotely closely. The balloon itself which is a comparable facility, to not the primary concern. The primary concern is the payload, which was multiple tons of data collecting tools and instruments. That's right, the U.S. government allowed a skyscraper-sized surveillance device to traverse the entirety of the country collecting information before taking any action. Armed with the knowledge, you may be asking yourself, Wait, but weren't there more balloons? The answer is yes. There were multiple other balloons that the government hunted down with the vigor of a hungry badger. The difference being that all the subsequent balloons did not matter or merit the waste of millions of taxpayer dollars. As of now, the government has admitted that all the other balloons were civilian in nature. That means the government activated some of the greatest aerial weapons in human history to blow up either a ham radio antenna balloon or some Ph. student thesis experiment, or even possibly an escaped gender reveal prop. These last few devious demons of the sky were an obvious attempt to reassure the American people that the Biden administration is taking a hard line on all things inflatable. Now that we are the masters of the sky, the American government can now turn their attention on the inevitable ground war against the inflatable stickmen that are the scourge of our local car dealerships.
0: All right, so what's the deal with these balloons? Is there anything we should actually be concerned about? Because I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. Should I really be concerned that somebody else is taking my data?
1: Well, with that first balloon, the the purpose and drive behind it was a massive series of data collection. Like I said, it had a multi-ton payload, which was all different types of data collecting and listening devices that were supposed to absorb information and and you know cellular communication things like that as it traversed the united states at all the ones after the fact though were essentially garbage they had nothing to do with any spy program they were minute in size they, they, they wouldn't have even been able to carry anything nefarious in the first place
0: so all the balloons after were pretty much just cover up for our massive balloons that we just yeah it seems, let it, it seems get away like it
1: like, like they they let they had a known problem that they literally let gently drift across all of America and then they were like hey this looks really bad so let's go shoot down every stupid stray balloon that ever flies out of a little container at a birthday party to
0: make us look good to
1: make it look like they're actually doing something about it.
0: Now, my biggest thing is when we were all flipping out of the balloon, the balloon's still in the sky, and everybody was reporting on it. Everyone, the media, Facebook, you could not escape this balloon that was everywhere. My first thought was, why are we making such a big deal out of this? Why has this been released to every single media outlet person on this one balloon? Why are we fixated on this, having press releases immediately, I felt like the balloon itself was covering up something
1: else. Well, you, you said that to me right once the, they, everyone started talking about, you know, this demon balloon from China, which it is a big deal. The, the original balloon was a big deal. It, and it would have made sense for them to hit it and knock it at NORAD to knock it out of the sky as soon as possible, which they didn't do. What? But not even remotely any time afterwards, there was the train derailment. Which I, which I assume we're going to get into next episode, that, you know, they, they're focusing on this Chinese balloon that they knew full well was collecting information. They let it continue to distract people for days while a little town in the middle of America is getting poisoned with noxious gas that they burnt and let into
0: the atmosphere. That's headed over to us in Maine, so watch out there. Floating all across the country, just like us. The balloon. The professor of the Constitutional and Homeland Security Law at Cooley Law said it's possible that these unidentified flying objects were being used for scientific purposes. Based on the size and shape of the objects, Professor McDaniel said they could also be drones. Yeah, well, but... What's that all about?
1: I mean, the, the original one was was remotely controlled. It changed distance direction and speed drastically against prevailing winds, which is not something that a free-floating balloon does. The one afterwards, um, one, one of which had nothing attached to it, it was just a floating balloon in the air They had a couple strings dangling off it. It probably, honestly, came off a car dealership parking lot or something and just got loose. Another one they've already confirmed uh, was, was a guide balloon for a ham radio antenna. You know, so right. the, the, these things are, he's not far off base. They, they, they were there to accomplish something that was scientific in nature or, you know, just a regular commercial use.
0: I think we can all agree, none of these are actual UFOs. Yeah. The aliens are not floating on balloons out to get us. They
1: do seem to like to be throwing around the term with the balloons, unidentified flying objects or uh what's the new term for it?
0: Aerial object. Yep. Yep. Yeah, unidentified aerial, aerial object. Because they're not. UFOs are getting played they're, out.
1: They're mother flipping balloons. They're not they're unidentified objects. They're
0: not coming from Pluto. <laughs> it's just not happening. Which brings us to everyone who's thinking, don't we have something in the military that should be able to take care of this straight on? Our favorite thing in the world, Space Force. And that just a fantastic series that Netflix canceled and needs to bring back. Space Force is an actual military installation. You gonna re enlist in Space Force?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: So, Space Force isn't such a laughing matter like we all like to pretend it is. Makes great TV, makes great jokes against really all our presidents at this point. Oh, yeah. So easy. But it's not new, and it's not a joke. The concept of Space Force has been around since right after World War II and really gained traction during the Gulf War, which sometimes is considered the Space War. So there's your fun fact of the day. The Space Force is under the US Air Force, and according to their own website, you can look this right up on the Space Force website. They exist for access to and freedom to operate in space underpins our national security and economic prosperity. They say this is I wonder what that's supposed to mean. And they claim potential adversaries are seeking ways to deny the US access to the space capabilities. Fundamentals to our way of war. Right there, that's the first word. Their way of war, of modern way of life. And they have developed, whoever they is, have developed an array of threats both on Earth and in orbit that continue to grow in scope, scale, and complexity. So something, somewhere, Chinese balloons probably know, is stopping us from all of space. You had your hand up there. What do you have to say?
1: Well, they seems like a pretty blanketed statement, but in, I mean, it was right in the, the joke TV series itself where the, where the Chinese satellite grabs another satellite (laughs) and shreds it to pieces. Well, the Chinese literally the (laughs) other day used a satellite. That's purpose is to decommission their quote unquote, their old satellite. It was witnessed as, grabbing a hold of a decommissioned satellite and ripping it to pieces so that it could safely reorbit Earth. But in reality, whose satellites are they going to really start ripping to pieces into space yet?
0: I mean, they're not going to go off and rip up Sweden's satellites. No. are <laughs> <laughs> obviously going to go right after ours. Maybe Canada. But Canada would, you know, apologize first So yeah, they were right. in their way. Yeah
1: offer them some maple syrup and a hug
0: right yeah so everything would be okay over there, there
1: buddy.
0: <laughs> so the fact that space force exists has that really weird description about them on their website which you can just hop right onto and while you're there you can enlist so good <laughs> luck to you all it kind of bodes the question why now why space force now in 2020? Well, 2020 with twenty twenty three now but we we can all calm down for a second because it's existed for quite a while. When you get right down to the scope of things, and if you want to hear me drone on about the history of Space Force for hours, which I could, it's all consolidation. That's all Space Force is. It's consolidating every single branch that was already doing stuff with space into one military unit. When Space Force first came into play in 2020, they didn't just grab people from the Air Force. They grabbed people from the Army and Navy who was already working on and NASA. And NASA to work on things with space. It's a consolidation that was heavily pushed in the 90s, blown off. Then it was pushed very heavily again during the Bush and Obama administrations. A bill even went through the House of Representatives, but failed to get further to put a Space Force into play. While we have spent since the 50s switching between Air Force and Army space programs, mostly pertaining to missiles, and creating many space programs like the Air Force Space Command and a space missile system, other countries have been on the same track too, just like us. And guess what? I'm going to say it. Russia and China have been on the same track, just like us. But in a different form, they decided to take us on our tracks at our absolute weakest. Or what we might consider our absolute weakest. So we actually at one point shut down all of our government space programs and kind of put them on the back burner and inactivated them all. They took this as an opportunity to advance because of our so many different space programs came with inactivation of our programs, and that's exactly what China and Russia decided to take advantage of. Uh, the U.S. Space Command was inactivated in 2002. And that's when Russia and China began to develop their own on-orbit capabilities. They made counter-space weapons, and the Chinese in 07 made anti-satellite missile testing, which created a high-velocity debris of 2,841 items, all floating around in space. It's considered the biggest space junk in history. The Alec Commission report unveiled the wake of the 2007 satellite anti-missile testing, and they even called for reorganization of national security space. But again, our government didn't listen. And this created huge anger on our other government officials, but not enough to actually do anything about it you actually look back to the 90s, or even the Reagan administration in the early 2000s where we put these bills in, they all went to play and fell right when they hit Congress. They were always just, just blown off. When in 07, when you think about when we put everything in 02 and 07 on the back burner for space, we were kind of a little busy in our government. We just had 9-11 in 2001. We were in Iraq and Afghanistan wars, and we were kind of tapped out on our resources. So we couldn't really focus on space except as a small back burner project. That's why other countries made more advancements than we did, even though they're flying around in balloons and we're, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to fast forward, Space Force was official in 2020 and has grown to six bases and eight Space Force stations. Four of which are in Colorado, home of some of the top UFO sightings. As of February 2022, it reached 13th in the country for the most UFO sightings. But considering the government owns about 65% of Colorado, the big question with Colorado and Space Force building all these spaces in Colorado is, are the UFOs? Were your skies with no light pollution? Or is it just military testing?
1: What do you think? So I think, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical of a lot of things, especially the, the, you know, 144 unidentified aerial phenomenon in Colorado since 2004. And, you know, that number only goes up to like the, beginning of this year and then there's 128 sightings reported in the past 12 months you know from one of the the uh, national ufo reporting center so is it more likely that all these ramped up because there's suddenly a bunch of freaking aliens in the sky or is it more likely that with the move of space force into the region in the past few years and very low density of population where they thought they could get away with more testing of new equipment and you know new military type like planes and such that they just happen to be being seen more because their bases where they're flying from and testing these things are right in the backyard of where people already thought there were UFOs which if you think about it is the perfect cover for black ops military weapons is, oh, everybody thinks there's UFOs there anyways. They're just going to think it's aliens because they're all nutbags.
0: I wouldn't say they're nutbags, but they are home to the, probably the only UFO watchtower.
1: Yeah, I did exactly see that. definitely cool. be more, yep. but
0: Colorado is home to the only UFO watchtower. Yep. So somewhere out there, there's a whole town. There's plenty of people that say, hey, this is real. The question is why Colorado? Why are we all why are the aliens just visiting Colorado? Right, exactly. That seems a little far-fetched to me. But
1: yeah.
0: California is rated number one in UFO sightings.
1: Yeah, it's also rated number one in methamphetamines and crime crime and yes. hallucinogenic drugs and So
0: they're not doing general well.
1: debauchery. So yeah, I, I would take those UFO sightings the greatest great assault from California.
0: But over in Colorado, there's this thing in Colorado that's been going on since 2011. And it was brought to my attention because it happened again just in September of 2022. Fireballs in the sky. They're not shooting stars. They're not, you know, beautiful northern lights like we have. They will see these few fireballs in the sky. And that's exactly what they look like if you watch the videos. And then they're just gone. And multiple news stations have gone the military, they have gone to, you know, the airports, the command centers, the weather, and saying, what are you? Do you not see these? Do you not track these? Is there anything abnormal going on in your radars? All of them across the board always say, no, there's nothing here. You didn't see anything.
1: Well, you see, so I've seen this, uh, this thing that I, it's this old video that I caught, and it's I think it's circulated around the internet quite a bit. It's not of a UFO. It's not of, you know, some great fancy weapon. It's of a, of a, a festival. I can't, I can't place where it actually was, but they use a series of large pyrotechnics to create what essentially turns into a helicopter rotor of a giant ball of fire that spins around as kind of an opening to this festival that's going on, which... Elevates itself almost a mile up in the air extinguishes and drops from sight so if you think about it any number of people could be like you know let's mess with all these ufo head type people let's let's set some of these things up (laughs) shoot them in the air when they're like oh my god there's a great fireball in the sky it's really just a bunch of drunk college kids with way too many fireworks
0: okay well i'll give you that what are indigenous festivals more than one time a year no, but I, I'm, sa- I'm
1: saying that this, this video has existed on the internet of this awesome friggin' trick that these people pull off to open their festival. It's not hard to replicate, so anybody with enough boredom and time on their hands could put this thing together and launch it up into the sky, because it is friggin' cool. Okay, well,
0: Sam says it's a festival, <laughs> but, Okay. and I'm not gonna say aliens, because I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, Colorado if you're listening. We just happened to pick Colorado out of the hat stock about this week. You were really easy to find information on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just gonna say, aliens aren't gonna come to us in giant fireballs. I really don't think all these fireballs we see, how would an alien station come well, up? I I also... Fireball, 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 flashing, and then we're gone. And it does. If you do watch the video they do just look like groups of fireballs. Yeah. Now the military has only once blinked it on themselves.
1: Well, I mean that could be a rocket, couldn't it?
0: And look, the one time NOAA finally answered a local news station and said that it was a convoy of C seventeens.
1: That seems completely illogical.
0: And well, then you're not going
1: to see a giant fireball from a C-17 unless <laughs> one of its engines is on fire.
0: That's what makes me obsessed with these fireballs through the years. What is it? Now, okay, again, alien spaceships are not going to be fire. It just doesn't make any sense to be multiple fireballs and you don't see anything around. And especially in 2022. We have pretty damn good cameras and yeah. Visions and all oh, that stuff out doesn't man. matter
1: how good a camera you have. <laughs> Anything that's a phenomena, a UFO, uh, Bigfoot, uh, Nessie you know, <laughs> going to be in the oldest, shittiest, grainiest Kodak photo, no matter what year it was. And everyone's going to be like, Oh yeah, that's definitely real. It's like, so that's why they intentionally use the worst possible way of capturing this. <laughs> That's like all the Bigfoot shows in, in, you know, night vision with the green and black. It's like, yeah, you can convince your mind that anything is anything when everything is green and black. <laughs> in the cheapest, crappiest night vision possible.
0: But I just want to know, what are these fireballs? Because first, the NOAA got back to local news and said it was a convoy of c seventeen. Then a little bit later, a representative from the Air Force Global Strike Command confirmed, that's what they said, they confirmed with this new station, and I don't know the rules if I'm allowed to say this new station or not, but, we'll <laughs> from out. Colorado Springs said that it was a 509th bomb wing at Whitman Air Force Base in Missouri that we were seeing in Colorado
1: and they were b52 Spirit of That's that all right so in Missouri so now that you, now that you mentioned that the military is taking some accountability for it, it seems much more likely that they're they're testing some sort of rocket prototype or otherwise or even just checking sales based on existing technology but the the illogical part is why would you do it at night it would account for the fireball it would account for it. Seeming to extinguish out of nowhere and disappear because eventually a rocket's gonna run out of fuel. But what I don't see the the validity in testing of any sort of rocket technology at night where you can't visually collect data
0: on what's happening. Right, like you rocket. can't see it. You can't yeah. collect
1: data. So that that kind of trumps that idea. Right. right,
0: and it makes people like me you like, "Yep, yeah, aliens are here.
1: They're throwing fireballs around." Oh yes, yep. Because it's at night.
0: Fireballs. But if you're doing it during the day. T- you know, all of us weirdos can see what it is. And be are like, well, I guess, unfortunately, aliens aren't just using fireballs as, like, snowballs, throwing them at each other. <laughs> see, that, that, I don't understand it, the logic It's not here. logical,
1: you know, especially with the, the constant recent claim that, you know, aliens are traveling in these bean-shaped super vehicles. It's, it's
0: packed, dude. It's, it's yeah, but, vehicles. But,
1: With that claim, okay, so why would they resort to a weapon system that's a fireball, if they have that sort of technology? Completely illogical. I don't
0: know. Maybe we just won't know.
1: Maybe we won't. I don't
0: know. I think we have to go to the uh, UFO tower in Colorado. Oh, yeah. And watch for UFOs
1: freeze our asses off and try not to get I don't know, we can go in it.
0: the summer, but this watchtower is pretty cool. Have you read about this watchtower? I did I read about it. Okay. This watchtower is pretty neat, and since it opened in 2000, and this is from 2020, um, 231 tourists from outer space have allegedly visited Sorry. the area. So if you're on this watchtower, nearly 231
1: at Taurus. I'm still getting. They
0: don't call them aliens. Taurus. I'm (laughs) still
1: getting used to this, so I forget that anybody who's listening to this can't see me, like vigorously shaking (laughs) my head at how insane that sounds. No one's
0: rolling their eyes. Yeah, they can't
1: see me roll my eyes until my optical nerves detach. I
0: don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean they built this tower just to just to watch.
1: Because it was I mean, so it, it's a cool idea. It's a great tourist trap for actual human tourists who are going there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, if you really want to roll your eyes when we hear you guys oh boy, you're I get really it good at this. Okay, you ready? There's some strikers who have visited this watch tower. And more than one psychic, not all together, these psychics are kind of a different moment, okay? And they are 100% sure that there is a crashed ship in the view of these, this watchtower in the mountains.
1: That's good. And you should also ship. have them pick your lottery numbers and tell you what your spouse does on Maybe Saturday night. They're this
0: kind of, It's a mothership a mile long. Ooh. And the owner of this You know, our watchtower
1: even told the Navy, and she claims they didn't even seem surprised. They didn't seem seem surprised that a lady in a way-too-long skirt, too many necklaces and bracelets with dreadlocks came up to them and said, Hey, there's a mothership under the earth. You know what? They were being polite so that they could get the (laughs) frig away from her. Like, this is what we need, another psychopath who thinks there's a mothership of aliens. Because we're conducting regular <laughs> aerial, you know, maneuvers and stuff in normal, everyday military vehicles.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Really. What if it is? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Colorado, home to the mothership. To the mothership. There ship. you go. There's your clue. In psychics,
1: apparently, they got a lot of psychics out <laughs> we're there. are They're all now. gonna go independently confirmed. <laughs>
0: I don't know. These weird flashing lights, whether they're fireballs or rather flashing lights, are always over Colorado. And they're always trying to figure out what, what they're they are. And it's really weird. Yep. So, okay, maybe it's to the point that it's not yelling and visiting Colorado. But why are they just always, like, over Colorado? That's the biggest thing.
1: I don't know. Maybe everybody's too oxygen-deprived. Yeah, it
0: definitely could be a thing. I mean, you've been to Colorado. There's water everywhere because they're so worried about you, tourists. Right? They're like,
1: you're gonna pass out, you flatlanders.
0: It's something awful. Oh wait.
1: Well, I think that's all we've got for you tonight, folks. Have a good night. I'm Stan.
0: I'm Ashley. Thank you for joining us on Strange Shenanigans.